Blog Talk Radio. to another episode of Baseball Brothers Podcast, and it's your host, Sam. I think I'm fine solo today, so you're stuck with me today. But we're continuing our Saturday series, uh, covering a team each Saturday. We'll most likely cover a few more Saturdays of this one team, but we might have to double up or double episode up a couple episodes of teams. But today I thought I'd just do the Kansas City Royals. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm actually from Kansas City. My actual hometown, as some of my friends say, one of my hometowns. And so from Kansas City, I thought it should be pretty easy to cover the Royals. They're one of my other teams. I also am a big Cubs fan. There's a reason I like two teams, one on each side of the league. And I'll get into that further down the road. But I'm not sure if Jeremy will call in. Hopefully, if not, maybe Cole will drop in too. So right now we're just talking about the Royals. Last night we had a great episode with Chris. He uh, did a great job guest hosting. We covered all the news in baseball and the world. It was was a really crazy week, the Rule 5 draft. And if you get a chance, just listen to that on iTunes. If you just search, there's a couple ways you could search. If you just search, um, and I'll let you know that at the end of the show, but we're on iTunes. We're also on SoundCloud, as well as Blog Talk Radio, this site I'm on right now. So there's uh, plenty of options to, you know, hear us. And if you're looking for those, uh, we'll give you more. So hopefully we'll keep broadening the show, but enough with that. So the Royals, um, obviously a couple of years ago in 2015, they did win the World Series. They were also in the World Series in 2014. And so there's been a lot of turnover over the years. Um, obviously when a small market team, it was really good for baseball. Not, not, it's pretty rare nowadays for a small market team to win it all, but you know, with that sacrifices, they often lose players to bigger market teams. So that being said, the Royals did win the World Series in 2015, and then the Cubs did in 2016, of course. But the problem is it's hard to sustain a roster when your young players get better. So the Royals did lose Eric Hosmer last offseason to the Padres. He signed a it was an eight-year deal. He didn't really live up to the expectations. I mean, he had an okay season, but they do miss his leadership, and that's something you just can't replace. But stat-wise, I mean, Kansas City did struggle at first base. They had a couple guys that played there. But, you know, all in all, I don't. I think it was a wide decision not to give Hosmer all that money. So they're still managed. Um, coming into 2019, Ned Yost is still going to manage the team. Last year, they went 58 and 104. Yeah, it was rough. They're in fifth place to the AL Central. They they gave up 833 runs as a team and only scored 368. So that's not the greatest. Still at the great Kauffman Stadium. It's a great ballpark. Their general manager is Dayton Moore. I think he's done a good job. He's kind of in a tough predicament. So he had to kind of, after they won the World Series, they kind of rebuilt their team. They lost Wade Davis. 
They traded Herrera in the middle of the season. So there really isn't a ton of guys left from that World Series team. One of the holdovers is Alex Gordon, which he's one of my personal favorite players, but you know his better days are probably behind him. He's still a gold glove left fielder. He came up a third baseman, of course. He won another gold glove last year. He finally stayed healthy. The year before, he was really hurt, but his average hurt. He hit 245, 13 homers, and 54 RBIs, so he clearly needs to pick that up if he wants to you know, continue being there. But, I mean, all in all, he's in the last year of his contract. He's getting paid. He signed a four-year, $72 million contract in 2016. So there's a 20-mutual option in 2020, but I don't don't know that they'll pick that up. I mean, not to say they wouldn't bring him back, but he will be 35 this season. I would assume he'd have a pretty similar season to last year. His fielding is impressive. I mean, he's won six gold gloves, like I said, but you know, he's been to three all-star games. His active wins above replacement, though, he has 35 0.2, so that's 40th in Major League Baseball. So for a while there, his defense alone has really helped his war. I just wish he could get back to the hitting 300 days, but I just don't see that happening. I could see him winning one more gold glove. He's 37th in the active hits list with 1,461. Now, the Royals did make some a move recently. They did go out and get our uh, Billy Hamilton. I'll give you some information on that. So Billy Hamilton... Is you guys are well aware, he's a speedster, probably one of the fastest people in baseball. He's also a heck of a center fielder, so they could win. You know, they'll have a heck of a defense out there. That's the good news. But they signed Billy Hamilton the other day to a he signed a $4.25 million salary, includes a $1 million buyout and a $7.5 million option. So it's a mutual option. So if he, he has incentives based off plate appearances, um, but yeah, he signed that deal. I'll get some details on it. Um, but I really like the move because man, can he fly on the base pass? But he unfortunately can't, you know, the downside to Billy Hamilton is he's limited offensively. So last season, just to give you a recap, he had 236, four homers, 26 RBI, still got 34 stolen bases. So that's, that's nice. He's only 28. I like the move. Kauffman Stadium is a very spacious field, so they definitely need people that can run around, and that should be helpful. But he really just has to get that OPS up. It's under 300. It's 299. So I don't expect his average going up a ton, but if he can add at least 250, 260 would be nice. But his career batting average is 245, so you're probably going to get about that. I mean, but some people, if you forget, I mean, he has 277 stolen bases and six full seasons. So he left Cincinnati, and now he's a Royal. And I'm pretty excited about that move. I mean, you're a rebuilding team. It's pretty evident. Might as well make a chance. And they're not really spending too much money, and they have money to spend, quite frankly. So that's kind of what they did. Um, They also had a Rule 5 draft pick. They actually picked up two pitchers. They're definitely a pitching-needed team. So they got – I can look that up for you. So they picked up two pitchers on the Rule 5 draft. 
Their names are Sam McWilliams with the second-round pick, and then and it traded for pitcher Chris Ellis, who the Rangers selected later in the process. So the two moves filled the Royals' roster. McWilliams, he's 23. He was 7-9 with a 4.38 ERA at three stops in Tampa's minor league system. He was mainly in A, where he had a 5 ERA, struck out 94 hitters in 100 innings. He's six foot seven, so he's a big guy. He was an eighth round draft pick out of Philly. So they're basically picking this guy to upside. He has a big fastball, so there's hoping he can eat innings and strike out some people. But he has to get that ERA down a little bit. A double A is a good level of baseball, but when they pick someone off rule five, we talked about a little yesterday. When you pick someone off rule five, you have to commit them to your roster. So I'm assuming it'll be a bullpen arm. And they also picked up Ellis, who Ellis, 26, he pitched in the Cardinals system last season. He was 10-4. and four. He made 31 appearances, 21 of them starts, so he's a flex guy. They like his plus velocity. He has a good curveball. Um, but, you know, they're just going to have a – they're trying to just get as many arms as they can. So last year they did get some Rule 5 people. They actually got Brad Keller. He was their top starter. He went 9-6 and six with a three-run ERA. Um, they also got another guy, Smith, but he struggled. He had a 6.92 ERA. So it's kind of, it's kind of a, it's a tough gamble when you get Rule 5 picks. So we'll kind of see how that goes later. One tough thing, though, for the Royals is obviously they're in the NL Central – there's some good teams there, but there's also teams, they're all in flux. So the Indians are trading some people. The Twins have some young pieces, but they just got a new manager. And the White Sox just got a new first baseman. And they're rumored to go after Machado or Harper as well. So the NL Central is kind of taking some, some turns during the season. We'll kind of see where the Royals finish. I would assume another you know, fourth or fifth place finish. I don't really see them contending this season as they also need to make some moves, you know, to further further fortify the team. There's some holes. They really need to get some power back. They really struggled in that area. And I'll, I'll read you some stats of kind of how the season went for them. They They really need to work on consistency with their batting averages. Their averages were all low. I'll kind of read the starting lineup to play the most games. So Salvi Perez, you know, he's a great catcher. He's been to a lot of all-star games. He only hit 235 last year. He did keep his power up. He had 27 homers, had 80 RBIs, which is nice. But he definitely he had some injuries along the way, some dings. He's still got in 129 games. But I like to see the average go up. But the Royals' best player overall, I'd say, is Whitmerfield. Murfield. He's 29. You know, he kind of was a late bloomer in the minor leagues. He he didn't really make a name for himself until I was 26, 27. But he had 304 last season, 12 homers, 60 RBIs. He had 45 stolen bases. So if you combine Billy and him, they could get together 80 stolen bases pretty easily next season. So pitchers need to be aware of the Royals on the base bats. Uh, see this Escobar. He's one of the holdovers from the World Series team. He's now going to be 32 coming into the season. He had 231. 
They did trade Moose. So last season at this point, Moose was a free agent and he didn't get the market value like they thought. And so they ended up signing him back and then the Royals flipped him for some prospects. So Moose went to Milwaukee. I don't see him coming back. He's 29. Alex Gordon, like I said, he'll be 35 this season. And I told you where he needs to work on. Bonifacio didn't really make an opportunity. He played in 69 games. He still hit 225. He only had four homers. He used to have some power, and it's kind of disappointing. Some other guys have been disappointing. It's Solaire. He only hit 265. But he did hit 28 homers. No, he only hit nine homers. Sorry. He had 28 RBIs. So, pardon me. But, I mean, I was expecting more when they traded for him from the Cubs. And there's just some other names. Cuthbert hit under 200. So, Hunter Dozier hit two in two, 102 games. He hit 229. So, see, they just they don't have a lot of bright spots. I guess Mondesi was a bright spot. He played in 75 games. He hit 276. So, that's a bright spot, 14 homers, and he can play shortstop. So, there's a few young guys, but really you're looking at, you're looking at another finish of probably fourth place or so. Now, pitching, let's get to pitching. They kind of struggled in that area as well, as you would imagine. For a team that gave up over 800 runs, that's to be expected. So they're pitching. Junis, he pitched. He was 9-12, and 12, pitched 177 innings, which is nice. His ERA was 4. Danny Duffy, who would, I consider the ace of the 10, he, of the rotation, he pitched to a 488 ERA, was 8-12. and 12. 155 innings. He was kind of an up-and-down season, and I love Duffy, and he's great for Kansas City. He's a great vocal leader. I really hope he can turn it around. Um, in the meantime, uh, they also had Ian Kennedy. He struggled. He had 4 6, six ERA, 119 innings. I'd like to see that get down a little lower for what he gets paid. Some other guys that are worth mentioning. Hamill, he's gone. He had 100. 27 innings, getting the area over six. Yeah, their bullpen was really bad, in case you were wondering. Their bullpen was rough, especially after they traded all those big names. And it kind of made for a rough season. Uh, some other things with the Royals. They they do have – so in the 40-man roster, I'm, I'm going to highlight a few other guys on their season. So the guy I was going to talk about, so, of course, they got Billy Hamilton. He'll play center field. I'm trying to think who's going to play right field. But defensively, it'll be worth watching. I, I expect them to score to give up less runs as a team. But pitching, I'd like to see them make a move or two or some pitching because they definitely need that. Um, trying to think some other things. Ned Yost, now that's an interesting one. Um, some people have asked if he was just going to retire because for a guy that's been to two World Series, he won a World Series with the Royals, of course. He does enjoy being there. But some people asked him if he was going to – some people talked that he might step down after this season due to the rebuilding mode that they're in. So I think we're going to kind of see it year by year. I wouldn't be surprised if after this season if he hung it up. But that being said, I like Ned Yost. He's been great for the, the Royals. Talk about some other moves. Of course, there's some speculation that the Royals could trade Whit Merrifield and get some more prospects, but he'll be 30 before the start of the 2019 season. 
it seems like a good time to trade him if they're going to. But in the meantime, we'll tell. I'm trying to think some other news that we have for you guys. Um, oh, the Royals did sign Chris Owens earlier this in this offseason on December 5th. Uh, and what's nice is Chris Owens can play outfield and infield. For those of you who don't know, he played for the Diamondbacks. So he's 27. He could be a bounce-back candidate. I expect him to play more infield with that outfield they have unless he plays right field. Um, so they um, they signed him for a real cheap $3 million salary. There's some incentives built in. He can play middle infield. He can play right and center primarily. So I could see him being your right fielder. But I don't know if he'll be the fourth outfielder. He could get some regular time at third. It'll be kind of, it's kind of early on. We don't know what moves the Royals are going to do. So, I mean, you have Mondesi and Merrifield unless they move Merrifield. He can also play the second and shortstop. Uh, they don't really have a regular third baseman, so I would put his hat in the ring. Um, so defensive flexibility, he grades well at second. He's fantastic in the outfield. So just imagine Owings, Billy, and Gordo in that outfield. I, I'm really excited for that defensively. But his offense needs some work for Owings. I mean, he needs to get that average up. Some other moves. Uh, the Royals outrighted Birch Smith earlier in the offseason. He's 28. He was a once-promising prospect, but he's been hurt a lot. He just made 13 appearances all in the minor league, so maybe he'll pop back up with the Royals at some point. Some other moves. Let's see here. If Duffy pitches well, I could see them trading him because there's always seems to need pitching. But I'd, I'd honestly like to see them keep a few guys. I like Duffy. He's good for the clubhouse. Let's see. In November, they designated for assignment Bubba Starling. Starling was their fifth overall pick in 2011. He was supposed to be really good, and he didn't develop as hoped. He faced some injuries. And he just never was the player that they wanted. So I don't know if he'll come back. Usually when he doesn't need for assignment, that means they're not. So I guess the, as a recap of the Royals, obviously there's some moves that they could still make. It's going to be a tough AL Central to win, I would assume. The Indians, you know, they won 91 games, but they just traded some players. So if the Royals get hot, you realistically could see them win about I'd say about 70 games would be their their ceiling. Realistically, probably between 65 and 70 wins is what you're looking at. So not much to look forward to as a Royals fan this year, but, hey, great stadium, great organization, and obviously I'll be rooting for them for sure. So some other teams we'll be covering down the road. It looks like we're going to be doing the Blue Jays next week. My friend Jeremy not to be confused with my brother, Jeremy, who's a co-host, but my friend Jeremy is going to co-host with me, or at least be on for a few minutes. I'm going to have some questions for him. He's going to give us some scoop of some upcoming big names with the Blue Jays, and they have the number one prospect in baseball, and we will, of course, save that for next Saturday. But they also have a couple other players of note. We'll talk about their off season, and we'll keep doing the team previews on Saturdays. Like I said, we might have to do a few other bonus episodes to catch up. There's a lot of teams, and there's only a certain amount of weeks in the off season. But even if we have to cover some teams at the beginning of the season, we will. 
So just stay tuned to that. And other news, if I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast and suffering with just me, there'll be some episodes where I'll let Jeremy and Cole handle some host abilities, especially for covering some teams. We're all going to kind of pick teams and, and cover them. I thank you for the call-ins that we have. And I think what else? Some other mentions. Oh, so if you want to follow the show on iTunes, I didn't scare you away in this episode, just me, we can do that. So I'll tell you what to search for on iTunes if you want to find us. So if you just search Baseball Brothers Podcast, you can find it. You might have to put the Baseball Brothers Podcast, but it's on iTunes. We have, uh, I think we have about five or six episodes. So each week, our general format is some point during the week, midweek, we do a recap of what happens in baseball, and then we cover a team each week too. So that might change down the road, but as of right now, that's our format. In the regular season, we might do up to three episodes a week. We'll just kind of see how this goes and how our listeners go and, you know, and see if we enjoy it. And I know I already enjoy it. So baseball is my favorite sport, as well as Jeremy and Coles. And, you know, we just appreciate it. We'll keep having Chris on as a guest. I have some other friends lined up down the road. Uh, Jason, my friend, he's a big Diamondbacks fan. Nate and Jess are also Diamondbacks fans. I hope to have them on the show as well as well as some other Cub fans and some other friends and family of Jeremy and Cole and myself. So we just appreciate it. I give a shout-out to my friends here in Dubuque listening. I appreciate it. Hopefully we get a sponsor someday. That would be really cool, wouldn't it? So anyway, some websites I really recommend if you want some good baseball content, MLB Trade Rumors, Fangraphs, and Baseball Reference are some of my favorite sites to get information from. And one last thing, if you would like, Follow our Baseball Brothers podcast on Twitter, which you can follow that. The handle is B-B-R-O-S, so B-Bros Podcast at Twitter. So twitter.com slash B-B-Bros Podcast. So I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to me. You guys have a great weekend, and stay tuned for some more shows next week, and I hope Jeremy and Cole will be able to join me. So thanks again. Have a great weekend. See you later.